Gogan, the third era. It is almost upon us, what you can expect. And part two of our interview with futurist and New York City Cardano Meetups organizer Gary Golden on this edition of your Cardano Update. Welcome everyone to the Saturday, October 17th edition of your Cardano Update. I'm your host, James Kiever. I'm one of three stake pool operators for United Stakes of Cardano, ticker USA01. Dave and Isaac do the heavy lifting for the pool, and together we run the best stake pool on the planet that puts out the number one source for Cardano news, your Cardano update. And it would be much appreciated if you like this video, subscribe to our channel, and at least consider delegating some of your ADA to our pool, especially when multi-pool delegation hits Daedalus. That would be so sweet. Now, on to the news. Emergo is talking Gogan, the third era, and it's time to strap in, ladies and gentlemen. Gogan is upon us, and we're about to see real liftoff with the entire Cardano platform. Just what's in store that warrants such claims? Well, I'm glad you asked. It is simple. Smart contracts. This one feature will open up tangible development opportunities to both developers and enterprises, value-added services and solutions that until now have only been discussed. We'll finally see new native tokens thanks to the multi-asset ledger, which will allow anyone to create a token based on Cardano, kind of like ERC-20. Imagine flashing a QR code for your grocery store loyalty rewards program right from the wallet on your phone. Or for you Magic fans out there, think of your cards like non-fungible tokens. That's exactly what they'll be, unique, and they'll live on the blockchain. The best part is the multi-asset ledger provides a convenient user interface for businesses and developers to issue custom tokens right from within their own wallet. Plutus, a functional language based on Haskell, is a huge part of all this and will usher in the next generation of stable coins, decentralized finance solutions, tokenized securities, and identity voting solutions, just to name a few. Not a developer, not a problem. Marlowe. Marlowe allows non-technical people to develop smart contracts on Cardano too. This drag-and-drop editor already has blocks of code built in that anyone can use to create their own smart contract. The real gem here though is that with Marlowe, developers and businesses will be able to perform static contract analyses on their smart contracts, meaning they can run through all the different states and scenarios of the contract before it ever goes live on the blockchain preventing many errors and unforeseen contract issues. And because of Cardano's peer-reviewed verification methodology, enterprises know Cardano is secure, provably secure, which makes it perfect for enterprises to host business data on Cardano's distributed blockchain. Now there's a whole lot more to this article. We'll put a link to it in the description of this video if you'd like to learn more. And if you really want to know the truth of it, the very best place to find the latest reliable news on Cardano other than your Cardano update, it's the blogs. IOHK, Emergo, and the Cardano Foundation all put out blog posts, and they are literally gold when it comes to Cardano news. So pro tip, keep an eye on their blogs and go straight to the horse's mouth. Last week, we spoke with Gary Golden about Yella, but I wasn't about to let such a smart guy off the hook so easily. I asked him to stick around for a few more questions, and here's the rest of our conversation. 
In our last show, we introduced you to Gary Golden, a futurist who helps clients navigate the uncertainty of the future through in-depth analysis of disruptive technologies and trends. Gary, thank you very much again for your time. Happy to be here. Now, I've watched interviews of you before and seen some of your presentations you've got on your YouTube channel. Some might balk at the term futurist. Not me, I'm sold. I totally see the value in what you do. And if I were a corporation, say like with big oil, if I were a CEO and I could see the writing on the wall for my industry, uh, I'd definitely be reaching out to someone like you to help me navigate the future, to help me survive. Now, we talked last time about Yella and everything that offers. Now though, I'd like to shift the focus to Cardano generally. Um, first, how did you discover Cardano and what about it really resonated with you that first time? So my, my initial connection to Cardano was, was pre-Cardano. Uh, I, I remember watching an interview with Charles on the Max Kaiser report, I think in 2014, when he was involved with Ethereum. And I just remember thinking, this guy's sharp. Like, he, he's a big picture thinker. So he was on my radar. And then like most people, I you know was, was following crypto in 2017. And it was the uh, infamous whiteboard session that Charles delivered um, that really caught my attention. And what pulled me in and convinced me that this was a different type of project was just the, the level of thinking and the the... the long game that I sensed Cardano was prepared to win. Um, so it was, uh, you know, it was a journey that started in 2014 and really accelerated in 2017. And I've been following Cardano very closely ever since uh, that time. Yeah, it always invo involves that whiteboard video, yeah. Uh, yeah. every single one of us. <laughs> so are you running a stake pool right now? And if not, what's your plan to profit off of Cardano? Yeah, so I am not running a stake pool. Uh, I, I, I'm an ADA investor, um, uh, and I, I, I'm staking my uh, ADA with uh, small community pools, probably about five of them, and, and only one of them is based in the U.S. So I'm really trying to support uh, Cardano stake pools that are outside the United States. And, you know, I'm, I'm like Philippe in that I have a vision of living within the ADA ecosystem. Uh, I do want to avoid you know, cashing my ADA in for fiat. So my, my hope is to, you know, live in that ADA ecosystem in the future and uh, to pass it on to my children. So I, I am, I'm not in this to get rich quick. I'm in it for the long game and uh, I'm, I'm gonna be very patient in holding on to that dream. Excellent. Now you mentioned in a previous interview, this term crypto media. This is a term I like a lot, I pay attention to. I would like to think your Cardano update is crypto media, but what's your take on crypto media? And if you could change one thing about it, what would it be? So, you know, crypto media is, is a spectrum of uh, everything from, you know, bloggers to, uh, uh, you know, formal, uh, uh, you know, crypto focused uh, websites and, and subgroups within groups like Forbes. Um, so I, I define it broadly. If, if there's one thing that I would change, it would be a shift from the focus of spectacle to substance. I think that the crypto media world really projects this image that uh, crypto is a day traders game. It's all about getting rich quick. And we're lacking on substance in terms of really trying to unpack how important decentralization is as a theme for the 21st century. 
So I, I, my, my goal would be to have more substance in the crypto media world. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. That's a, that's a really important point. Um, now, also in previous interviews, you've discussed Africa and uh, you use the term demographic dividend. I'm curious if you could elaborate on that for our audience and, and generally, what are your thoughts on the future of Cardano in Africa? Yeah, so there, there's a phrase that economists will use that demographics is destiny. And you know, it really refers to this idea of, of uh, societies being able to capture this demographic dividend, which is a period of time where a large group of young people that are educated, trained, ready to change the world, go through their um, working years, their family and household formation years, and they're spending money. They're driving the economy. So that demographic dividend is that period of time in a society's history where they leverage a large generation you know, spending money, making money. And I look at Cardano's vision for a pan-African strategy as aligning to this demographic dividend. So if, if we look at the world today from a lens of demographics, South Asia has kind of the near-term, like, young workforce wave to surf. Beyond that, 2030s, 40s, 50s, 60s, it's sub-Saharan Africa. So for me, the most important regional investment that the Cardano community can make is in Africa. We want to bring economic identity. We want to bring, you know, Cardano-based solutions to supply chains, to governments and institutions. If there's a single region for us to focus on, uh, my pick would be uh, a pan-African strategy. Awesome. Now, another thing you said in a previous interview was that um, you didn't expect to see adoption until 2030. Now, as a futurist, I'm sure you're pretty careful with your date projections, but you really think it's going to take 10 years for adoption? I mean, why do you think it's going to take that long? Or is that really not that long? Am I just seeing it differently? And um, what can you think of that might speed that up? I mean, is it possible? Will the dollar crash? Do you think the dollar still has 10 years of life in it? So, you know, futurists and strategists often think about um, the, the stages of development of large transformational eras uh, in this, it's what's called an S-curve, right? So it's slow change, accelerating change, and then a plateau. And typically, you know, the era of the um, railroad, era of the car, era of the airplane, typically it takes about 10 to 20 years for uh, a new era to emerge and go through that slow, accelerating plateau cycle. So it can be 10 to 20 to 40 years uh, to, to really uh, unfold. I think that the next 10 years will have adoption of Cardano and ADA um, more on the enterprise side. So I think the idea of ADA as a kind of a, a competitor to the fiat world um, is in the 2030s and 2040s, but we can certainly see adoption uh, uh, around Cardano and ADA as a currency to power applications. So if I'm going to put my money on, you know, the next decade of adoption, it's going to be more uh, behind the scenes and powering next generation applications. Uh, and, and, I, and I do think it's going to take a decade of work to get us there. Um, look at something like cloud computing. You know, they're, they're talking about cloud computing in 2004, and still it's, I think, 
around 20 or 25 percent of organizations are, are kind of you know fully embracing the cloud. So it, mm-hmm. it takes time. Doesn't mean we don't need to be enthusiastic, but it takes time. Yeah, I'm just a pretty impatient guy. Fascinating stuff, Gary. We are truly grateful for you joining us and discussing all this with us. You know, the crypto space, especially Cardano's crypto space, changes so rapidly. We'd love to have you on again and discuss all of this in the future. I look forward to it. Thank you. If you missed our last show with part one of Gary's interview, you can catch it by clicking the link right here beside me. We discuss Yella, and if you think Gary's thoughts on the future of Cardano today were pretty profound, you really need to see his first interview. And that does it for us today. You know the drill. Like and subscribe, and the next time you're looking for the best stake pool on the planet, remember United States of Cardano, ticker USA01, always a safe bet, and we would love to have you. We appreciate you watching the show. I'm James Kiever, and that's your Cardano Update.